everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 63, six pro tips for Disney rookies. That's a pretty cool thing, right? If you're a rookie and you get to be mentored by a pro, that's like exciting. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the NFL. <laughs> are you the pro or are you the rookie? I am both. Okay. It works both ways. Okay. Uh, there are definitely some things that I know a lot about, but there are some things that I wish I knew more about. Yeah. Well, that's like life, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, since I've been a Disney travel agent here for almost six months, I have had to kind of change my mindset and my framework in my head about talking to people about Disney because I for a while I've been talking to you or our kids or people that go often or have a lot of knowledge. Um, and so it's just, some of this stuff is like basic understanding for all of us. But then when I talk to someone that has no frame of reference, it's like, I just want to take a trip. Can you help me? I have to like really try to take myself back to like when I didn't know much and really, you know, not overcomplicate or overwhelm people because it's a lot. It can yeah. be a lot yeah, in a good sure. way, but it is a lot. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, this, uh, this year, this semester, you know this, but our listeners probably do not, but, um, you know, I've become an adjunct professor at one of the local, um, law schools here in Houston. And, um, it's been a long time since I've been in law school. Yeah. <laughs> But it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But as I've been sitting here, uh, and in fact, last night was our first class, as I sat there and was talking to some of these students about things, I was going back in time, but I was having to continually remind myself, they don't know anything you're talking about. Right. Like, this is all brand new to them, and they don't have a frame of reference upon which they can draw from from your experiences and from things that they've seen. So as I'm talking about things, I have to remember, okay, you need to explain things clearly but it's not like talking down to them, like, right. oh, you dummies, you don't know. And so yeah. what's cool about this is I love the opportunity anytime to talk Disney with anybody. Yeah. But I especially love the opportunity to both share some of those experiences and help people kind of step into my world. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, you know, we we want everyone to have fun. But I have to also recognize that people might be one and done and just go and be done. And that's a little hard for my heart because I'm like, don't you always want to go back? But sometimes they don't. And I just want to make sure that the one time that they go, that they have the best experience that they can. So, yeah. And, and it's not even sometimes that they don't want to go back. Sometimes they just can't. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest. OK. And this is not one of our six tips, but a Disney trip is an expensive trip. Yeah. Compared I mean, that's to just, other trips. Yes. That's the reality of it compared to it. You know, you're going to be there. It's multiple days um, and it does not. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. But I always remind myself that the value of the whole experience and usually I can count on, you know, I I, I can go having paid knowing that I'm going to get a lot of the value out of what we put into it. Yeah, so, I think that's absolutely I mean, true. Or I'm preaching to the choir here. right? Yeah, I, no, I agree. <laughs> And that's good that I agree because we do it together. We do it together. So I just have to say, I saw, I have a lot of Disney stuff that shows up on my Instagram. Um, it's like they know what I like or whatever. But one thing, and I, I'm sure you've seen it, um, the the caption is like, when when a, when my friend that's never been to Disney asks me tips on what to do when they go, and it has this 
this guy with a text that's super long and it's like an <laughs> iPhone that's like 10 times longer yeah, yeah. than it really would yeah, be because yeah. there's just so much that you can tell somebody. It's like, how do I answer that with just a few words? Yeah. Well, and you know, we get these messages from people every once in a while too, where like, I'm going to Disney tomorrow. What do I need to know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you, what you need to know is you should have started preparing a long time ago. That's right. And so today we get to share, I think, six very well-reasoned tips from from pros to anyone who just might be going for the first time or hasn't been in a while, right? You yeah. can still be a rookie even if you've been before. That's okay. Yeah. And And that's because the parks are always changing. The things yeah. at the parks change, the processes, the procedures, the people. And so if you haven't been in a long time, it, could it be a might really be a really different and whole new yeah. experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have to say that um, before we get into these six tips that I have been enjoying the podcast that you and your friends have done, the dads, the Escape to the Magic podcast. Thank you. Thank it's you very, very entertaining. It's it's just fun to hear the three of you bounce, you know, your commentary and your opinions and all the Disney love that you guys have. <laughs> so... Well, it's a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, it. some people will be like, well, what's the difference between that podcast and this podcast? Well, the the talent one, right? <laughs> it's a major downgrade um, from Kayla to us three dudes. But it's different talent. It is. And we have different perspectives, right? And I think what's cool is that, you know, Ryan and Dak, especially as um, girl dads, you know, they, they, they both only have daughters daughters, and then I've only got sons, you know, we do approach Disney a little bit from different lenses and different experiences. But what we do share is we share deep affinity for all things Disney. I mean, we, we love it. And um, it's so much fun to kind of feel, I don't know. It's almost like we're trying to one up each other a little bit with Men? our knowledge. I can't imagine. But 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 not in not in a, you know, not no in a annoying yeah. competitive way, right? It's like, "Oh, wow. Well, I know something too." <laughs> I would be interested to talk to Dak and Ryan to see if they think that too or if that's just you that's it's super probably, competitive. It's, it's probably just me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give us the first tip. You have the list over there. So this is the very first thing I wrote down when I thought, okay, what are six pro tips that a rookie should know? The very, very first thing that came to my mind involves two things and they're closely related, but I wrote down shoes and fitness. So, okay, hear me out. (laughs) Um, You're going to be on your feet a lot. Yeah. Like four hours at a time. Yeah. And you're going to be walking Sometimes running or jogging, even though you're not supposed to. Yeah, they don't want you running there. They don't okay. want you running. <laughs> um, you need to be prepared for that. And the day that you show up to the parks is not that day to start your preparation. Right. So if I were to, and that is one of the very first things anybody ever asked me is like, what should I do to prepare? Number one, go get the right shoes. And by the way, that may not be the typical shoes that you're wearing right now. In fact, I tell people, I say, hey, you probably need to go get something really comfortable probably something like a running shoe. You may need to go and get fitted for that, okay, so that you get the right running shoe and you have the right amount of support because you will be standing for a long period of time. And that that does a number on you. But the second part of it is, is you may not just be standing, you'll be walking. 
And, you know, do you remember when we would do all those walking, like with our kids when they were yeah, little, we would go yeah. on walks and we were like trying to help them get the endurance. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I, well, I think we were trying to get the endurance too. Yeah. But the, that's the point is the endurance. Um, do not be surprised if you walk five or more miles per day. We okay? average 10. We average 10 and when it's, <laughs> I feel like most people and we've, are. we've, we've done a lot more than that before. Um, you know, but I'll just say this for a lot of people Mr. that are not used to it. Well, I'm just saying for a lot of people that are not used to it, five miles of walking in a day is a lot. You know, some people, heat, yeah. some people aspirationally like, Oh, I did 10,000 steps today and I did good. Okay. That's, that's only a couple miles. Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm saying you should be prepared for, you know, 20,000 steps a day, you know, yeah. and see where you get. And you've got to build that endurance up and you've got to be um, ready for it. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes time flies when you're having fun. And I think it's the same with your feet. You know, there are but there are spurts when you're like, oh, I'm so happy, whatever. I don't even notice my pe- my feet are, you know, tired. But then there are times when you're waiting on a long line and all of a sudden you're like, wow, my feet don't feel too good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. And and I've we we made a rookie mistake once and this was several trips in with our kids. I had one of our kids wearing pretty new shoes and that was a no no. That yeah. he needed to have been wearing those for a long time. You need time. to break those in. Yeah. And then I'll add just one last thing here. So when I'm again talking about shoes, bring more than one pair if you can. Yeah. Um it's really it's really gonna be to your benefit to have an extra pair. And, and sometimes shift it up because if you're going for multiple days in a row, it helps give your feet a little bit of a break. But the other thing is Florida has a little bit of unpredictable weather and there could be nothing worse than you get a late night rainstorm and your shoes are soaked and they're not dried out for the next morning. So yeah. think about that a little bit in advance, a little pro tip, Okay. shoes and some fitness. Yeah. Okay. What do we got for number two here? All right. So number two, right up your alley mispreparation, but know your numbers. Yes. So the first one I would, I would say is 60 days in advance, whether you have your ticket, maybe you don't even have your ticket or your hotel or anything. Disney doesn't care. If you are 60 days in advance to when you think you'll go to Disney, you can go ahead and make a dining reservation. Now you can change those or cancel those. Um, there are a few like Cinderella's Royal Table where you pay in advance and the time and the day is set when you pay for it and book it. But a lot of those are are you can change around. So know your numbers. If if going to a restaurant and, and maybe you're like, well, we don't you go to a lot of restaurants as a family or that's not something we like. I would just invite you to open your mind and recognize that the um, theming and the all the all the things that go with the restaurant, the cast members, everything it's still part of the, it's almost an attraction itself to go to some of these restaurants. So know your numbers with dining. I would say that's a big one. Okay. And so, but what numbers do they need to know about dining? So 60 days, 60 days is, in advance. Is, is one part. Yeah. But there's another big number there too. Like what time, 60 days, do they need to be ready to do something? Um, it is 6 a.m. Um, Eastern time. If you're going Florida to Florida, time. yeah. But if you're booking at Disneyland, it's it's also 6 a.m., but it's California now, time. Now Pacific time. Yeah. So, so if you live on the East Coast and you're going to the West Coast, you can sleep in. But if you live on the West Coast going to the East Coast, it could be a really early morning. And so getting some of those dining reservations can be competitive, right? Yeah. 
And I think one of our tips coming up is have someone help you get those dining reservations. <laughs> but that's a big number to know. I would say the other number is, I don't know if this fits. I think this fits in what we're talking about now. But know your number as far as when the park's open. Um, know the time that the park is going to open. Sometimes those change even within your trip. So see if Disney has changed those. But that's an important number if you want to make sure that you're going to get there in time to maximize your morning with your group. So Yeah. Other important numbers to know, um, know how many days you're going to go for. Oh, like, yes. You should know that. And at the same time, you should know how many days you'll spend in the parks. Because as you try and plan out what your days will look like, how many days you spend in the parks is going to greatly influence when and where you try to make additional reservations or, or plans. And then most importantly, know how many parks you're going to go to. Right. And I, I, I had a friend, Amy, recently that went to Disney World and they got they were there for like eight or 10 days. And so they didn't have to do 10, you know, yeah. <laughs> 10 miles a day because they knew that they were going to come back or they can go at their own pace. So um, I would say on average, most people go for a week and go to all four parks, one park a day and have a rest day and all that stuff. But don't limit yourself if you have the time. And, you know, the other thing is that the tickets that you buy, um, the price per day goes down significantly after four or five days. Like it's pretty cheap per day. Yeah. So. But knowing just, I mean, know your plan and and we're emphasizing the word no, like you don't want to be wishy-washy on this. Make a plan, know what you're going to do, and then know what those other important milestones are going to be so that you can kind of back yourself into it and say, okay, I understand how I'm putting this trip together. Yeah. If it's going to be a short trip, like if you're going for three days, but you want to go to four parks, then you automatically know, hey, I've got to buy park hopper tickets, for instance. Yeah. But if you're going for 10 days and you're going to go to four parks six times, you do not need park hopper tickets, for instance, right? And so you could maybe save yourself money there. But just knowing it takes a lot of the stress out of the planning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just everyone knows beforehand, okay, this is what our trip's going to look like. So there aren't any too much disappointment or anything from anybody. Yeah. Okay. Pro tip number three. This is something you like to do. The last one was about me too. I guess it's all about me. Well, you know, that's okay. It can be. <laughs> but middle of the day... Middle of the trip, what do you like to do? I like to be a reasonable person and take a break. Take a break. Pro tip number three for rookies, take a break. I guess you like to be reasonable too, but your break is sleeping at the Hall of Presidents or Carousel of Progress or some show with air conditioning. My version of a break, sometimes, not always, but sometimes is to go back to your hotel, swim, there's nothing, there's no, I mean, the, there are a lot of places that you can relax at the parks, but there's nothing quite the same as going back to your own hotel and, and just relaxing there. So what I would say is this, you know, the interesting thing about taking a break is a break looks different to different people and it could look different to the same person in different circumstances, right? You so, lost me. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. Okay. Okay. Like your version of a break is not my version of a break. My yes. version of the break could be taking a nap in the middle of an attraction, but your version of a break could be going back to the hotel to swim. And so the point is, don't be so caught up on what that means, but also don't be afraid to do what's best for you and your group. And sometimes a break could also mean don't be afraid to break up your group, right? Not everybody's got to do everything all the same time, same place, you know, together. 
sometimes the best thing you can do is say, hey, there's a group of us that want to do this and there's a group that want to do that and we can do it. And, and for us, that has meant on occasion, you take kids back to go swimming and I stay and with other kids. And you stayed at the park and got Christmas presents for me. So that, that was a win-win. We, we did that one time too, right? And, <laughs> and shopping for me was a break. Yeah. So, but for our kids, that would not have been a break. They would have been tired and yeah, and a little bit grumpy. Yeah. So the point is, take a break, whatever it looks like for you yeah. and your group, and enjoy it, no matter what it is, because it'll pay off in the long run. All right. So that was three. We're halfway through. I hope our newbies are feeling a little bit calmer. Yeah. Number four is. Oh, you didn't like the word newbie, did you? Rookie. I don't have a problem with newbie, but we were talking about rookies. Yes, rookies. Pros and rookies, right? So number four is about immersion. Okay. How do you immerse yourself? What do you do? I think you just jump both feet in and you just, you. I mean, go to Kohl's or Target. You know, this isn't hard or even on Amazon. Find a shirt with Mickey Mouse on it and put it on when you're at Disney World. (laughs) Yeah. Stop wearing those universal shirts, (laughs) y'all. That too. But it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can spend a lot of money and get matching shirts, and that can that can really get pricey. But again, a five or a ten dollars shirt at at um, you know Walmart or something, it really it'll just change your attitude and mood, and just really you feel one with the people because most people there are wearing some sort of Disney thing. So. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much about trying to um, be like a conformist or anything like right. that. You know, you, you know, you can, you, you, if you do this, you'll see people wearing the same shirt, for instance, right? You know what? That's okay. It's really about like going all in and immersing yourself in what's going on around you. Wear right? the ears. Yeah. Be part of what's happening. Be part of the culture. Everyone is happy, and everyone is happy because they're kind of sticking to a theme of sorts, right? And whether that's Mickey or whether that's Minnie or whether it's one of the seven dwarves, including Grumpy himself, okay? (laughs) There's a shirt for everything out there. And it just brings a little bit of that extra spirit and magic to to what you're doing to say that I really am part of this. I'm not just a outside observer. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same concept when our kids go to school, right? Like, they get a shirt and they got a mascot and they try to rally people, you know, and I think there are some people out there that don't love Disney or they have issues. And I I get that. And so they might be like, I don't want to, you know, spend money on a Disney shirt or anything like that. But I think for me and my little, I, and I'm like, so what are you going for that? I know, but my idealistic world, it's like for one day, can we all come together and just have fun and make, fun the focus you know at disney so have fun i think that's good and be part of it you know look the magic of disney is that they are telling a story and you get to be part of it right so do you want to be part of it or do you want to just stand on the outside watching things happen i'd rather be part of the story yeah and so go all in whatever that looks like shirt hat ears you know singing the songs whatever you're going to do just join in the fun. Yeah. I love that one. So number five is a technical pro tip, pro tip, okay. right? And I mean that literally technical. Okay. It has to do with um, an app. And actually it it's multiple apps depending on which park you go to, right? So um, if you go to Florida, the app is My Disney Experience. Yeah. 
But the apps are actually really similar whether you go to Disneyland or Disneyland Paris or even any of the other ones in Asia. Um, they all have their own apps. They're all very similar in how they are. But you should check it out before you go. Yeah. And I, I this is something I'm learning as an agent is I try to help my, my clients recognize that that day before, even a couple days before your trip, that's not the time to do it because you're worried about the sunscreen, the ponchos, and, you know, does everyone have enough clean clothes? And to me, there's not a lot of time that you can sit and focus on how does this app work or what are we doing? Maybe a lunch break at work a few weeks before would be a time. Or, you know, as a family, you can look at it and say, oh, let's figure out the map or whatever things you want to explore on the app beforehand. And there's a lot there. Um, you and, and so that means you can kind of play around with it and experiment. Now, there's some things that I would say I wouldn't probably experiment with, right? And that is anything involving your tickets or passes, okay? You do want to make sure that you're not playing around with that part. But you don't need to once you but load you can, it in there. But it is nice to make sure that it's there. But you do need to yeah. make sure it's there. But I would say don't play around like, oh, I wonder what this, but that's not the time to figure it out. What we're talking about is when you pull up the map, when you want to look and see, okay, what dining options are available? How do I find out what the wait times for a ride are? And then the big ones, what is this genie thing? And is that the same as this genie plus thing? Or is it fast pass or what is lightning lane? Yeah. All those things. And the uh, too long didn't read answer to that is no, they're not the same. <laughs> but uh, you can you can play around, you can experiment. And there's a lot of great tutorials and FAQs available right within the app to kind of help you and guide you into what that experience looks like. So Well, I'm pulling up which episode number. We have a whole episode on Genie Plus. Oh, there it is. Episode 53. So if you scroll back to our episode 53 back in March of 2023, we we lay it out. We try to do our best to explain how it works. And since then, I'm sure there has been a few things. That there's been changed. some there's been some tweaks. But the heart but, of it is is this is a way yeah. to um, maximize your time in the park, skip lines. Um, so anyway, I think that's a really good tip to make sure that that people familiarize yourself with the app so that you're not in the app so much at the park. I don't think that was the design of it, but I think Disney knows most people have a smartphone and if we all can utilize this, then then everything can streamline, streamline so much more at the park. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, the more you're familiar with it up front, the less surprised you'll be in the moment when you find out that certain things actually do cost additional money, right? Yeah. So Genie Plus, for instance, is a per person per day add-on. The prices vary based on the park that you're at, the day that you, uh, uh, and, and the crowd levels and all sorts of different stuff. And then beyond that, even there are certain attractions where for an additional fee, you can buy your way on and you don't have to have purchased Genie Plus in order to be able to do that. But the best way to understand how that works and know is to play around well in advance of your trip because there's nothing stopping you from being able to figure these things out beforehand. And you can also even play around with a mobile order. I've learned that you you can like go to a restaurant and pretend to order something like I wouldn't actually order it. I think even if you do, you can cancel it. But um but you can figure out how to mobile, mobile order your food. Yep, so. and what that looks like. All right, I think, are we down okay. to six? Is this number Pro six? Pro tip number six. Okay. It's a big one. Okay. But it's an easy one. 
Let's hear I it. simply call it get help. Get help. help. Not the same get help like Thor and Loki and Thor Ragnarok when he likes to throw Loki to distract the bad people, right? You know, no, get help as in don't be afraid to ask for assistance. Right. That's something that I, as a rookie, probably 10 years ago when we were first traveling to Disney a lot, I could have... I wish I would have known that working with a travel agent was no extra cost. I think back then I was really concerned about money, right, and and not overspending. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that sounds expensive, a travel agent. <laughs> but it's the same exact cost. If you go and you go to the Disney's website and, you know, get your hotel and your tickets, it is the same price that a travel agent. Um, it's, the, it's the same. So anyway, but if you work with an agent then you have a personalized one-on-one person there to help make your trip make sense for your family rather than going and finding um, tips or restaurant suggestions from some random website, which can be fun. And try and guess your way through it, right? Because you can. There's a lot of You can put it all together and you can can guess and, and, and whatever. But when you talk to an agent who really knows and has been there a lot, and gets like what it is you're trying to accomplish with your family or, or your group or whatever it is, their suggestions could be invaluable and in how that trip is planned out. And then even better, the hard work they'll do for you. Right. That 6 a.m. Eastern time making dining reservations. It can be more fun when you just get a text from your agent at a normal, reasonable hour. Hey, I got all these reservations signed up for you. You're yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, isn't that the coolest thing? You don't have to worry about trying to figure out like, what's all this information they're asking for to book my hotel and, and, and which tickets do I have to get right? Like you can just talk to someone and they can figure it out. And then the fact that it doesn't cost you anything extra, that is just a big pro tip. Now get help goes beyond just beforehand, right? When you're in the parks, you can get help then too. Well, yeah. And I would say the cast members, That is, to me, one of my favorite parts about going to Disney, honestly, is the people, right? Like, you can't replicate that. And so the people there are so well-trained. The cast members is what they're called, the workers at Disney. Um, To me, I just, I, this might sound dumb, but I just love the fact that the cast members do not have their cell phone. They are not, you know, half working, mostly focusing on their phone. Like, they are literally at work. Maybe the Disney workers, they don't love that part, but I just love that I know that I don't have that idea of like, oh, I'm interrupting them. They're clearly on their phone or they don't really care. It's like, yes, they are all in when they're there at work. And so that was a big tangent. But get help and ask like, where is the bathroom or where is this ride or how do I get to Galaxy's Edge? All those things. Yeah. They are there to actually make your experience more magical. That is what they're trained to do. And that's what they want to do. I mean, I don't. I've never met any cast member at Disney that is like, can't believe I have to work here. Right. <laughs> like they work there because, and it's a competitive process, frankly, to to get employed there yeah. in the first place. So they love being there. They like to do it. Um, I'm sure someone would like, you know, certain better perks or whatever. I'm not saying that it's all roses for them, but right. they love being there with the people. And so when you ask for help, they're delighted to help you. Yeah. And that is so cool. Except for that, that one time in California, we had an episode about that, but that's different. I'm sure it was just a one-time experience. 
Well, I have to say, I I was excited. I came up with this idea for this episode because my friend, um, Christine, who is frugal fit mom, frugal fit mom, um, she asked me to be on her podcast um, and just talk about tips for a Disney newbie. I don't think she has much experience going, and so. I don't know exactly what kind of questions or what exactly she is going to throw at me when I'm on her podcast soon, but I don't know. I'm excited and I had to really, I did really have to kind of retrain my brain and my thoughts to going to that level of somebody that has very little or no experience because it's a different conversation than you and me talking about, you know, established knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, that's other places. There's so much information and knowledge out there available. If you have a question about something, it is really easy to Google it and find another podcast, to find a video on YouTube, to find an article on a blog where someone talks about what their experience in doing X, Y, or Z was, what their experience at a certain restaurant was. You know, you can see some pictures. you You can start to understand a little bit. And then you can formulate in your mind, hey, is this something I want to do? Or is this something I need to know more about? Right. Because what I would also say is don't just take one person's opinion and say, that's how it is. Like as much as I want to say these are pro tips, right? There are other tips out there for you to learn as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, you should take advantage of knowing as much as you possibly can. But at the same time, don't forget to have fun. Yeah. Well, and just go back to the focus of why you wanted to go on the trip in the first place. Usually it's to spend time with your family, to create memories. Um, You know, a lot of people have different angles or reasons why they want to go just to escape to the magic. Yeah. little plug for your podcast. Thank you for that. (laughs) But um, yeah, don't don't lose focus or sight of that. And don't get bogged down in the stuff that you aren't looking forward to or enjoying it. That's why, again, get help. Find somebody, an agent or someone to work with so that you can enjoy the fun parts of it, like shopping for a a t-shirt to wear or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And get some, get some cool ideas of things. One of my favorite things, by the way, okay, here's a bonus pro tip. One of my favorite things is go check out some of those sites that have crazy on ride pictures, right? And see how you can theme your on ride picture with your group as well. There's some really interesting ideas out there. Um, caveat some of them are photoshopped so not every one that you see actually took place right but they're pretty cool to look at anyways and they'll make you laugh yeah people i think for for a rookie that might be tricky to know when the camera takes pictures but if you read on or get get some tips there you could you could have some pretty fun memories captured so absolutely all right well check me out i'm gonna be on frugal fit mom coming up she's got an amazing podcast tons of fun stuff to listen to and learn about um so i'm excited for that and also escape to the magic they they do some pretty wacky fun stuff over there too and don't forget to follow us we're out there on instagram whistle while you work podcast yeah of course recommend your friends to us as well the more that you spread the word the more that people can find out that there is a source of knowledge for all of their disney needs yeah, and on our Instagram, there's a there's a quick link if you want if you want to get a free vacation quote from me or learn stuff about our podcast. So, all right, y'all take care. Bye. Bye.